The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I say you're listening to us, but you're just listening to me at this moment, uh, unless you decide to join me today in our conversation. And the topic for today is finding peace. I thought it was an appropriate topic given that for those of us who celebrate Christmas, the holiday season is upon us. Uh, Those who celebrate in other traditions, um, some may have holiday seasons at this time of year and others may just be taking a bit of a break as we head into the winter months. Uh, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, um, I'm not sure what might be happening with you at this time of year, but I trust that um, the message uh, about peace may be resonant for just about everyone, I ho- and I hope for everyone. So, <sighs> it's been a few weeks since I've been with you live, and um, I've replayed some old shows that I thought you would enjoy, but the real truth is I haven't been very well. I have a propensity for fatigue when I overdo it, when I get so busy and get so caught up in um, trying to meet the needs of everybody that I often forget to meet my own. And when that happens, I I experience fatigue. Uh, It's kind of my Achilles heel. It's the thing that's going to happen to me when I overdo it. And I'm sure that you each know what your Achilles heel is or what your... um, dare I say, weakness is or your tender spot. For me, this is it. And I have found myself here again this year in the past weeks, much to my disappointment and um, I won't say disgust, but surprise. I thought I had this licked. And maybe you have had this experience too, where you continue to revisit something over and over and over again. And that's certainly the experience I've been having. It seems to hit me about once or twice a year. I get to the point where I've said yes to so many things that I ultimately am forced to say yes to myself, which necessitates saying no to some of the other things that are around me. And this is hard for me. I like to say yes. I like to do everything. I'm very passionate. I like to be involved and I don't want to miss out on anything. So when people come with opportunities, I'm the first one to jump in, to put my hand up and to wholeheartedly participate. But there is a cost. 
and the cost is um, high. And it's a cost that I'm beginning to feel that is not um, one that I want to pay any longer. And so let me start my episode on finding peace by saying, it's not cool to run yourself into the ground. It really isn't. So if you're doing it, um, stop. And uh, and I say that with a bit of a smile because I find it extremely difficult to follow my own advice. So let's talk a little bit more about all of this in the in the realm of finding peace. Um, if you're like me, holiday season is upon us. Family events, many social uh, obligations, work parties, and so on. And I often find myself wishing that it was different than it is right now. I, I like all the events and I enjoy having all the fun of uh, everything that the holiday season has to offer. But I often find myself wishing a few things. Uh, this year, I find myself wishing that I wasn't uh, experiencing fatigue at this time of year. I also find myself wishing that I was about well, 10 or 15 pounds lighter than I am at this moment. Part of the downside of uh, not being well is it's been hard to go out. It's been hard to exercise. It's been hard to get that walk or run in that I like to do uh, every couple of days. And I feel the effects. I wish there was more money. Um, Gosh, it's challenging being someone who owns a house on her own, a single parent, sole um, business owner as well. Uh, Yeah, it would be great to have a few more dollars in my pocket. And I wish I was further ahead on some of the projects that I have set for myself, especially the power circles for kids. So yeah, it's easy to uh, wish and yearn for things to be different than they are right now. But I had a wonderful experience this weekend of what it could be like if I could actually accept and, uh, dare I say, love myself right now as I am in this moment. So let me tell you about it. I thought I'd share. And um, if you find this topic of finding peace to be one that resonates and you'd like to join the conversation and talk about how you find peace, especially in tumultuous times, why don't you call in and join me at 1-888-346-9141. So, I said I would tell you the story of my weekend, and uh, I've been dating someone new, someone uh, new in my life, and this person has a daughter who is um, a little younger than my kids, and just an absolute uh, sweetheart, and a very, very courageous young woman, I must say, because we took her to an event where, um, it was a belly dance event, an Egyptian dance event, and for those of you who know me, you know that I'm very passionate about Egyptian dancing, And I had no idea, though, that the live band that would be playing um, to which the dancers were dancing would be as amazing as they were. We arrived uh, just before the event started, and because we had a little one with us, um, we were lucky. We got some seats right at the front. There were no seats left when we walked in, but the uh, the conveners of the event were so kind and found us some seats, and we sat right up at the front near the band, uh, near the stage. And my young friend was uh, just oh, enraptured, I guess is the right word, by the musicians and all of the activity that she was observing. And we were as well. It was a, it's a rather new experience for us too. So we enjoyed watching uh, the dancers perform and we were just really loving the band. And then they said, um, 
please, audience, get up and dance. So some of the dancers who had finished performing had changed back into their uh, non-costume clothing and had come to dance at the front on the stage. And my young friend wanted to dance. I could see that she did. And I had all these doubts in my mind. Oh, I haven't been to class recently. I'm going to look so bad. I can't do the moves anymore. My technique is terrible. I've got this extra 10 pounds that I really wish I didn't have. And I thought of all the reasons why I couldn't get up and dance until I looked at this little girl's face and she wanted to dance. She was so alive with the music. It was moving her in ways that no thought was required. It was just almost like it took a hold of her soul. And I said to myself, who am I with my petty concerns about how I look and how big I am and how bad I am at dancing? Who am I to rob her or take that opportunity from her? All she wanted was for me to join her up there. So I got up and we danced. And my dance partner and I danced for the entire evening. Uh, she even wanted to dance during the break when the band was was off and they were just playing music over the house speakers. Uh, but we, we encouraged her to take a break at that time too. And we danced through the second set of this workshop or event that we were attending. It was wonderful. So I got to experience what it was like to just be okay with who I am in this moment, how I am in this moment. And I think that's what I mean when I say finding peace. It's about being okay with the way it is right now. I could spend so much energy wishing it were different. And in that moment that evening, I would have robbed myself of a wonderful opportunity. The opportunity to enjoy, the opportunity to smile, the opportunity to be moved, the opportunity to connect. So many people were up on that dance floor and many of them saw my young friend and wanted to come and dance with her because it's so novel to have a young person up there. And she, not knowing any technique whatsoever, just copied what she was seeing in front of her, watched the other dancers and made her body move in the same way that she was observing they were moving in. I just can't think of a more wonderful example of what it is to find peace. Uh, my my man friend and I were so, um, what is the word? Just so enveloped with love for her, for the fun that she was having, that it really made all of the petty concerns that I had about myself float away. And so I loved it. I loved it. And I wondered what could I share today and what could we talk about today that would be helpful in this respect? Because there is so much doubt, there is so much yearning, there is so much wish for things to be different. And when I relaxed into the present moment and was um, at peace with who I am and how I am right in this moment, everything seemed better. We left feeling like it was one of the most fun evenings we'd had in a very long time. And again, I have to, I have to say something about this young girl. She was so brave. She, well, it probably wasn't brave for her to do what she did. She was just being natural. And maybe there's something there for us too. What is it to be natural, to be ourselves, to allow ourselves to be moved? Uh, she didn't know any technique whatsoever, but the music evoked something in her and she surrendered to it. She's not something she had to think about. 
I'd like to be more like that little girl as I go forward, especially through the next period of time, through the holiday season and also through the next chapter in my life. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of demand. There's a lot that I've said yes to. I wonder how it could be easier to be in it if I didn't try so hard or work so hard at it. So we're about to take a break and um, when we come back, more on finding peace. If you'd like to join the conversation, please call in at 1-888-346-9141. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership and I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Hello, and welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and the topic today is Finding Peace. Would you like to join the conversation today? If so, please call me at 1-888-346-9141. Or, as uh, you just heard, send me an email at shamin, that's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, leadership.com. So we're talking about how to find peace in tumultuous times and especially during the holiday season. And I think it's really important to um, to notice how much of a control freak are you actually? Now, I say this very lovingly because I think I am one too. So if you have this tendency, 
I like to do it all. I like to do it myself. The only one who can do it the way I want it is me. The only one who can do it right is me. Therefore, I've got to do it all. Um, if you recognize yourself in any of that, take heart. Um, I'm working my way through this too. I can't promise to have it licked. I can't tell you that I've got it all figured out. And I, um, you know, my, my therapist and my energy um, healer and my coaches and my colleagues will tell you that I struggle with this uh, all the time. Letting go of needing to do it all. And it's interesting. I used to think that the um, compulsion to say yes to everything, I used to think that it was more of a feature of some passivity or some um, sort of tendency to want to please others at my own expense. And I'm sure that there's a part of this that is grounded in that tendency. But I'm starting to learn a lot more about how my compulsion to say yes comes actually from um, a more willful part of myself. This is the part of me that like I said, can be a control freak, but also the part of me that's very passionate and purposeful. And because I am passionate and purposeful, I find it hard to say um, no to things when they seem to align with my purpose and my vision. And yet what I'm learning is that um, there, there have to be different ways to, to do this. And so what I've been noticing with myself and also with many of my clients who have these tendencies too, is that we're needing to change the conversation. We're needing to get out of the old rut of saying the same thing over and over again, trying the same thing over and over again, and finding that we're not getting any different result. And so with me, I made a small win the other day, just a very small win, which I'll share with you. Uh, as I said, I, I have a belief that I'm the one who can do it best. And um, I'm pretty good at most of the things that I do. I, I don't want to say that that's not the case. It is. I, I know I am. And I'm not the only one who can do what I do. And I feel when people make requests of me that um, I, should, I should say yes because they've asked me. And what I, my little win is that I asked somebody else to do something that someone asked me to do. Small thing, little client request for some work. Uh, I said, you know what? I cannot take that on at this time. I can do it later if you're willing to wait. Or if you want it now, I can give you a member of my team. Now, I haven't been a great team player. I know that will shock you, especially those of you who know me in my team um, role, team hat where I, where I come and work with teams and help them help leadership groups of leaders uh, or people who work together to be more effective. I'm not the best uh, at being a team member myself, mainly because I have this compulsion and need to do things myself. So I'm practicing. And I, I offered this piece of work to someone else and uh, I offered someone else to this client. And you know what? The sky didn't fall. The earth didn't shake. Uh, I didn't lose anything. I still have my home. I still have uh, all the things that I'm grateful for. Uh, life didn't cease as I think I thought it might if I said no. I often worry if I say no that I'll never be asked again. But actually, there's a lot of work in my calendar and a lot of people still showing up um, wanting to work with me. So guess what? Um, building a team is part of what I am doing to find peace. Uh, that is part of my intention actually for 2015 is to do more. So this little, little win of getting one person um, 
to do something that I would have done, asking someone else to do it and serving the client just as well, because there's no doubt in my mind that this person will do a great job with this client, uh, is is giving me a bit of peace. That's one thing that I don't have to squeeze in before the holiday season. And I think that's um, something worth celebrating. So I'm sharing it here with you. The other thing I want to talk about is in service of finding peace is um, how do we let go of needing to do it all ourselves? I mean, it's great to say that I did that, but how did I do it? Because I had to confront some beliefs that I have about myself. And some of the beliefs I have about myself are that um, I, I'm the best or that nobody can do it as well as me and that uh, there'll be nothing if I say no. I had to confront those beliefs and I had to ask myself, are these stories that I'm telling myself about myself true or not true? And if they're not true, which upon reflection, I realize they're not, um, am I willing to consider the possibility that something else could be true or that this is not the entire truth? Because the truth is, yeah, I, I am good and I do do things well, but something else could be true as well as that. So that's what I invite you to do is to take a look at the story you're telling yourself about a situation and ask yourself that question. Is it possible or are you willing to consider the possibility that something else may be true? I spend time every couple of weeks uh, with my own coach um, and I explore my inner landscape and my entire landscape actually with her every couple of weeks. It's something I've been committed to over the past years is my own growth, my own development and having a place to you know, put my own stuff down because I do spend time um, being that for other people, being a sounding board or a place to put things down, I, I want to have that for myself and I believe it's vital for me to do my work well and to practice what I preach. And what, uh, what she reminds me of often is that um, two things, <laughs> and I need to be reminded of these things very frequently apparently because uh, they come up over and over again. One is that I am not my experience. So whenever I get tired, I was telling you about this fatigue that I sometimes uh, experience, I will say things like, I'm tired, or I have um, fatigue, or this is my weakness, and this is what I have. And she'll remind me, this is just an experience that you're having in this moment. It's not who you are. So if that's helpful to you, I, I share it with you because it's a big um, learning that I continue to experience is reminding myself over and over again that I'm not my experience. Who I am is enough. What I am is enough. And I was, I wanted to share a poem with you. I sometimes share poetry that I've written. I was at my special spot um, by the Bluffs in Toronto recently. I took a beautiful picture of the sky there that morning. I think it was a sunrise that I was watching. And if you want to see it, you can go to my Facebook page and look at it there. Um, but I, this poem came as I was standing in that spot, and it really speaks to this notion of you are not your experience and you are enough. So allow me to share it with you at the moment. It's untitled, but it's there on my Facebook page as well if you would like to, um, to take a look. And all I ask is that if you share it with anyone that you attribute the authorship to me, and even that is um, 
a bit of a, um, hmm, I'm not sure, misstatement, a misnomer, because I didn't really write it. It kind of came through me. It came to me. Uh, the, I was just the vehicle to um, speak the words or write them down. So here we go. The house of my soul is complete. Strong, solid foundation, grounded into Mother Earth, who holds us with tender fierceness, just like a great mother would. What does it take to remember? She's here just under our feet. Unwavering, abundant, limitless in her support. I want to remember, especially when the storms of life encircle me, swirling, tossing me around, threatening to rip me out of my foundation by my very roots. Please help me remember after the storm, and in the midst of it, and in the calm, easier times, I am okay. There is enough. I am held. We are not alone. Thank you. So, it's that that I try to come home to and am continually pointed back to in my search, I guess, for peace or in my journey into more peace. I am enough. You are enough. You are not alone. You're not in this by yourself. The experience that you're having may be uh, tumultuous, may be difficult, may be challenging, and you're not the only one. There are others who have had some experience like that. Even if the circumstances are different, they may um, be very different Uh, in the specifics, but at its essence, we all have this experience. Can we come back home to this memory that we are enough, this remembering that we are? And that's helpful to me in finding peace. So, if it's helpful to you, I offer it to you. So, just remember, you're not your experience, and you are enough, just as you are. And yes, I would love it if some things were different. And yes, there are more things for me to do and more things that I want to attain or to work towards or to bring into being. And that may be true for you as well. It doesn't mean you should stop um, walking towards the vision that is so compelling for you. It only asks that you remember along the way that no matter what you experience at your essence and at your core, you're okay and you're enough. And I think if there was any sort of um, core learning that is most important, it would be that. Now, before we go to break, I want to tell you about a couple of other things that have been going on because you might be interested. Uh, I had a guest on the show a little while ago, a few weeks ago, called Don- named Donna Politis. She owns a, a yoga studio here in Toronto. And after our conversation on stories from the heart of leadership, she was inspired to start a podcast. And so she's got a podcast called My Spoken Truth. You can find it on iTunes. And I was very honored to be her very first guest in episode one, which was about creating a life and a work um, uh, practice out of what you love. So go to iTunes and look for My Spoken Truth episode one and you can hear Donna and me together talking about what um, uh, what, is, what it is to create a life um, and a work life out of passion and purpose. 
So with that, we will go to break. And when we come back, I'm hoping that you'll join me to continue this conversation about finding peace. The number to call is 1-888-346-9141. I'm Shamin Sadiq, and I'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shameen Sadek, and we're talking about finding peace. So... I want to acknowledge the sponsors of this show before we jump back in for our final segment here. The um, two sponsors that I have for the show are Jim Anderson and Dan Holden, both amazing human beings and dear, dear friends of mine. And I just want to take a moment to thank them for their support. I was talking about how the earth has this unwavering support that's always there under your feet. Well, these two are like that for me. They um, always are uh, curious about how the show is going, uh, excited to hear about what uh, I'm up to, and have uh, backed me in in producing the show, and it's just lovely to have them as support. And I, I want to acknowledge as well, although, you know, the, the, the word sponsor is a very, um, sometimes has a very limited meaning, but... I like to think of it in a more broad way than I'd like to uh, acknowledge another sponsor who is Deborah McRae, my uh, energy 
healer, energy therapist that I work with. I, I often share that I work with someone, and she's even joined me on the show a couple of times. Uh, she's a huge support to me in my work and in um, the work that I do with my clients, that I do with myself, and that I'm honored to share here with you on the show. Uh, as well all of, to all of my clients. Um, I guess I'm doing another gratitude piece here, so I might as well keep thanking people um, uh, whether they are official sponsors or not, to all of my clients. Without you, I wouldn't have a practice and I wouldn't have this show and I wouldn't be talking with you today. Uh, and I know that the the exchange is, is very much a two-way exchange. There is undoubtedly some service that I am to you and you are immensely um, beloved and appreciated by me. Uh, to the people in my life who are closer, closer, close, more close, family, loved ones, dear friends, uh, new man, um, uh, extended family, thank you so much for your unwavering support. It means the world to me. To my kids who are actually not with me this Christmas season, this is a first, uh, they have gone uh, to Europe with their dad, and they're having a grand old time. I've talked to them twice since they've been there. They'll be there until the end of the year, and they're having a great time with their um, European relatives and friends. And I miss them like crazy. I really do. It was uh, the worst moment when I said goodbye to them at the airport. And yet it was the best, too, because I know that they're off on an adventure that they're going to enjoy so much. Uh, there's something here as well, I guess, about being able to hold two things at the same time. So uh, let me elaborate a little bit on that. When we talk about finding peace, part of finding peace is not being ripped apart by things that seem in opposition to each other or to be in some sort of tension. So, for example, I was standing at the airport I, st I went in, I parked the car, I went in with them and I watched them go. I said goodbye, I took them all the way to the security gate and watched them go with their dad. They, they were fine, everything was cool. Um, and I stood there waving as they walked through the, the machine and so on and so forth. It was quite actually... Um, it was sweet, but it was also a little bit over the top. I probably could have dropped them off at the curb and said goodbye there. It would have been easier on all of us. Tears were running down my face, and I was waving at them. And I was aware that I was holding two things at the same time that seemed to be in opposite. One was I hated to say goodbye to my children and the thought of them not being with me at Christmas time. Uh, very, very difficult. And... I was so happy, and I am so happy for them. What an opportunity to spend almost three weeks in Europe uh, at this time in their lives. That is a huge opportunity. They'll never forget that. So uh, to hold to those two things at the same time, it does actually, strangely enough, provide some peace. Uh, they almost balance each other out or cancel each other out or something. Um, but that is part of how I find peace these days too, is by naming um, maybe the two dynamics that are present or the two things that I'm feeling at the same time that can often feel so different from each other and so opposite. And yet being able to name them both and have them both be true seems important for my own sense of peacefulness. 
uh, when I think about the fatigue that I've been experiencing, the remedy for me for this fatigue is to put myself first. And that's a tough one because I'm used to putting just about everybody else first. I feel guilty when I don't. I feel bad if I let someone down. Uh, There are many people who enjoy um, being with me, uh, whether it's socially, personally, uh, work-wise, whatever the context, and to say, no, I am not able to do that, or I won't be there, is hard, really, really hard. And so, um, I have to hold these two truths at the same time. One is that I am saying no, and the other is that I still care about them. Another two truths that I have to hold at the same time are... Um, I want to be of service and I must be of service to myself. And I was talking with a friend one day about this and I just sort of said this, it came out and she said, write that down. So I did. So let me say it to you. When I put myself first, things fall beautifully into place. So I think that often we believe that if we put ourselves first or if we let something go or if we don't do something ourselves that we are really, really good at, that it's all going to fall apart, that it's all going to go um, sideways and um, it's never going to be good again when the truth is when we put ourselves first then we're more available when it comes to uh, the things that we choose to put our energy into then when it comes time to work with my clients in the new year when I'm finished um, resting and taking this this pause I'll be more useful to them because I won't be depleted. And so there's a counterintuitive thing that is um, present here. It's a belief that we need to challenge. And if you, like me, find yourself putting yourself last and getting depleted and exhausted or whatever your version of depleted and exhausted is, um, this is something to consider that by taking care of yourself, you're actually going to be more useful. Uh, If that's helpful, then use that belief to uh, motivate you to put yourself first. And I suppose it's more than just an event. I often uh, have, I said earlier that the way through this to finding peace is to change the conversation, to stop doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, what I've been doing over and over again and expecting a different result is letting my putting myself first be event driven so only when I'm depleted and exhausted then do I take a break and put myself first I think that the game changer for me is to put myself first oh my gosh I can't believe I'm about to say this but 100% of the time it's a hard one it's really hard Uh, it really confronts some deep beliefs about how I'm supposed to be uh, here for others but if I could actually do that that I think would be the the game changer here. And so I, I share it with you because, not because I've got it licked, not because I know uh, and I'm perfect at it, but because I'm in the journey of it. I'm right here with you, um, muscling along, <laughs> muddling along or muscling along, depending on what day it is, and just sharing what I know. So letting go of needing to do it all myself, uh, putting myself first. Here's an example. I have a, a not a huge family, but when we all get together, there are sometimes 12 or 15 people sitting around the table. And I happen to have the home that has the table that can um, handle all of these people. And so I... Um, uh, 
I am the host of our Christmas celebration, of our holiday celebration this year. And uh, as I mentioned, my kids are not here. So I think there was a part of me that thought, well, since they're not going to be with me, I can... Um, uh, I can host and, you know, have, you know, it'll kind of fill in the emptiness if everybody is here with me. So I, um, I have volunteered to do that. And what my next instinct would be, would be to prepare the entire dinner myself, turkey, stuffing, all the things that, you know, traditionally we have in my family at this time of year. I did it at Thanksgiving and I actually did do most of it myself. I, I didn't ask for very much help. It was a smaller group and I had the whole day and I wasn't feeling as exhausted as I've been feeling lately. So I did it, but I, I don't want to do that this time. I'm in, as I said at the beginning of the show, it's not cool to run yourself into the ground. So since it's not cool to do that, I decided that I would do the turkey. I mean, it is my house that we're having the uh, celebration at. A turkey is a pretty hard thing to transport um, if you want to transport it whole and cooked. So I'll cook the turkey. I'll stuff it and I'll and I'll roast it. And the rest of my family can contribute the other items to the dinner. That is my way of finding some peace so that I can enjoy this Christmas celebration that we're going to have here, but I can do so um, uh, without running myself ragged in the process. And I think that that's a really important um, thing for me. And so I invite you to consider how can you let go of needing to do it all? What can you do that will um, take some of the pressure off that will lighten the load for you a little bit and uh, still allow you to enjoy yourself and you don't have to compromise on the things that are important to you, but how can you enlist others to participate? so that it's not all up to you. Instead of making the holiday cookies that you love to make yourself, what if you bought them this year? What if you asked someone else to make their special holiday cookies and bring them instead? I know these are small things, and when you think about it from a moment-to-moment perspective, it's like, oh, cookies only take about half an hour to make, but that half hour could be spent resting or walking in nature or sleeping or enjoying a conversation with your spouse or your child or your parent. Uh, Why not use the energy that you have to do things that are um, life-affirming and fulfilling? And if making cookies is, is fun for you, do that, but then delegate something else. That's my invitation to you in service of letting go of needing to do it all yourself. It's a hard one. It asks you again to confront some pretty strong beliefs about what it means to have value, what it means to be a host, what it means to be a mom, uh, or whatever other role you occupy, what it means to be the CEO or the leader. Um, these These are beliefs that are Uh, long held and strong and I'm inviting you to confront them and ask yourself whether something else could be true as well. So earlier in the show I said this was our last segment but I realized I miscalculated. (laughs) I thought we were doing a three-segment show but we're doing a four-segment show so I'm going to go to break and we'll be back in a moment. I'm Shamin Sadiq. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Our topic today is finding peace and, and I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Thank you 
so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back to our final segment of this episode of Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadiq, and the topic today is finding peace. So I love to just use whatever is present in the moment um, as an example. And here it is. I thought we were doing a three-segment show. We're doing a four-segment show. So this is the fourth segment. And I'm not really sure what to talk about in this segment, but I'm trusting that I'll find something. And I guess it's an example of finding peace. I could get all flustered and upset and angry and I could blame uh, people for it or I could be mad at myself and beat myself up, but I'm really choosing not to. I'm choosing to smile and say, hey, I have the courage to be imperfect. Uh, I can hold myself with compassion. So I was thinking of a three-segment show, and I've got a fourth segment, and that's all right. I am comfortable to flow with it and to smile and take it lightly. And I think that maybe where I'm going with this is this yearning for better that um, we often have and uh, if you don't have this yearning for better then I so applaud you and congratulate you I, I look forward to the day when I don't yearn to be something other than who I am in this moment um, and yet I know that who I am in this moment is enough so the yearning it just adds some stress and burden and heaviness that is so unnecessary and I asked in my episode description you know what would it be like to be free of this heaviness especially at this time of year when there is so much pressure to be um, 
uh, on, to be perfect, to host glorious, beautiful, uh, perfect events, what would it be like to be free of this heaviness? What would it offer me? And what I notice it offers me is, okay, it offers me some ease. It offers me some flexibility. Um, If I just use the example of not expecting to do a fourth segment and then realizing that's what I'm doing, it offers me the chance to be spontaneous. Um, It offers me the chance to allow things to come to me in the moment where I may not have thought them through beforehand. It offers me the chance to confront old beliefs and stories I have about myself, about what it means to be prepared, about what it means to be effective, about what it means to be a radio host, about what it means to have listeners. So there are all sorts of wonderful things that that it can offer us if we can let go of the heaviness, if we can just allow ourselves for a few moments to be unburdened. It allows us to find innovative solutions to problems that seemed uh, insurmountable in the past. How many times have you oh, I love this, thought that something was really tough and really never going to be resolved. And then you go away from it for a little while, go for a walk or go outside or go play hockey or go uh, for a run or whatever you like to do that's fun um, and invigorating for you. And then you come back and find that there are all sorts of solutions or ways forward that you hadn't considered. That's what letting go of this burden has to offer. It offers more joy, the potential for more joy. And if there's anything that I want for myself and for all of you, it is that. Maybe I can share a little bit more about my experience uh, on Saturday night. And when I was telling you earlier in the show about my young friend who was enjoying the dancing and the music and um, the whole experience so much, I was too. And later that evening, uh, the, the man in my life and I were talking about what a great night it was. And one of the things that we loved most was actually the band. So I feel the urge to, to name the band and to tell you about them because they were extraordinary. Uh, The band is called Nomadica and uh, they are actually playing in Toronto this Wednesday night at the uh, place called May Cafe, that's M-A-Y Cafe, it's on Dundas Street West. So if you are local and you want to do something really, really fun this Wednesday, um, please go to May Cafe and and um, and see Nomadica. You must experience this ensemble. They were amazing. Um, so I'm not going to be able to accurately tell you their names uh, or even their instruments, because I was so caught up in the experience of it that I didn't kind of track everything. So maybe you can search them, uh, first of all, to learn more about them. But here's what I remember they had in their band. They had two bass, um, two guitar players. One was playing a bass. One was playing um, uh, some other instruments as well. There was uh, someone playing a, a violin. There was a trumpet player. There was a singer and um, two drum players, one playing on a drum kit and the other playing on more uh, Arabic kind of drums and uh, they were fantastic and they were so multifaceted and multicultural 
so there were there were people who were um, there were music is was mostly of Arabic in nature. Um, again, check them out online, and you'll learn more about what they stand for and and what this is my first experience with them. So I'm just talking from my own experience. So the music was largely Arabic, but not everybody in the band was what had an Arabic uh, necessarily an Arabic heritage. They seemed very multicultural, and we were remarking afterwards about how collaborative they were together. And you know what? I know that they must practice. I know that they must um, hone their craft. I, I play the piano myself, so I know that it takes uh, quite a bit of commitment and effort to perfect or to um, continue the mastery of your own craft. And they were having fun. They were just in it together. There was so much improvisation. There was just so much flow, so much joy. They were having a great time doing what they loved. Uh, it didn't feel hard from my perspective. Again, I don't know what it was like to be them, but they just looked like they were having the best time. And they were all in it together. And uh, they all, um, they had regard for each other. They had respect for each other. They honored each other's gifts. They were able to um, be in partnership with each other. And it really offered to me what is possible for us? And when I say us, I mean for us all. I mean for us all. I mean the whole world, you know? Um, but maybe just think about it from a micro perspective, what it has to offer in your community, in your family, in your workplace, to come together with people who are different, who have different backgrounds, different views of the world, and find peace together by engaging in something that you love together. That's the hope that that night held out for me. That's the bigger picture. Sure, I was inspired. Um, I'm heading back to dance class, maybe going to a new uh, teacher because I, I met someone there who I think is going to be my next dance teacher. Um, but on the much bigger scale, what they offered was hope. And if there's anything that I think goes hand in hand with finding peace, it is hope. And so that's what I noticed. And that's what I want to share with you. How can you find peace by putting down your armor, putting down your weapons, um, confronting your beliefs about yourself, about other people and how the world works, being willing to consider that something other than what you believe could also be true, looking for the sliver of light or truth in somebody else's perspective, even if you don't wholeheartedly agree with it, finding ways to um, unburden yourself like this, maybe that's the way to find peace. Anyway, Nomadica held out a model for me of what I believe is possible, and it was a real honor to be with them um, that night. So I'm going back to see them again on Wednesday, so if you want to join me there and, and listen to some awesome music and have fun dancing, uh, please come and join. And um, if not, if you're not local and that's not possible for you, I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Uh, we have one more show before the holidays begin. And one show afterwards during the holiday season. And I look forward to sharing whatever is present um, with me at that time with you. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being with me here today on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I wish you a peaceful week and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Thank 
Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. Oh, 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 oh,